Open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 14 and let's read along. Genesis 14. At this time, Amraphel, king of Shinar, Ariok, king of Elisar, and Ketalormah, king of Elam, and Tadal, king of Goim, went to war against Bera, king of Sodom, Beersha, king of Gomorrah, Shinab, king of Admah, Shemabah, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bala, that is, Zoar. All these latter kings joined forces in the valley of Sedim, the Salt Sea. For twelve years they had been subject to Ketalormah, but in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Ketalohamah and the kings allied with him went out and defeated the Raphaites in Ashtoreth, Kanaim, the Zuzites in Ham, the Emites in Shever, Keriathaim, and the Horites in the hill country of Seir, as far as El Paran, near the desert. Then they turned back and went to En Mishpat, that is Kadesh, and they conquered the whole territory of the Amalekites as well as the Amorites who were living in Hazazan Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Admah, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar, marched out and drew up their battle lines in the valley of Sedim against Ketalohamah, king of Elam, Tidal, king of Goim, Amraphel, king of Shinar, and Ariok, king of Alassar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sedim was full of tar pits. And when the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled, some of the men fell into them, and the rest fled to the hills. The four kings seized the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah, and all their food. Then they went away. They also carried off Abram's nephew Lot and his possessions, since he was living in Sodom. One who had escaped came and reported this to Abram the Hebrew. Now Abram was living near the great trees of Mamre, the Amorite, a brother of Eshcol, and Aner, all of whom were allied with Abram. When Abram heard that his relatives had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. During the night, Abram divided his men to attack them, and he routed them, pursuing them as far as Hobah, north of Damascus. He recovered all the goods and brought back his relative Lot and his possessions, together with the women and the other people. After Abram returned from defeating Ketalohamah and the kings allied with him, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shaveh, that is, the king's valley. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abram, saying, Blessed be Abram by God Most High, Creator of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hand. Then Abram gave him a tenth of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God Most High, Creator of heaven and earth, and have taken an oath that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the thong of a sandal, so that you will never be able to say, I made Abram rich. I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten and the share that belongs to the men who went with me to Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. 
let them have their share. Now, as this chapter begins, uh, it is started by uh, us being introduced to four kings in verse one. And it came about in the days of Amraphel, king of Shinar, Ariah, king of Elisar, Chelomer, king of Elam, and Tadal, king of Goim. So now we are introduced to these four kings. Uh, now we see whom the uh, previous kings are about to make war with. Verse 2 says that they, the four kings we just mentioned, made war with Bera, king of Sodom, and Bersha, king of Gomorrah, Shanab, king of Adai, and uh, Shemader, king of Zobaim, and the king of Bela, uh, that is Zoar. Uh, now, uh, we notice it continues in verse 3. All of these came as allies to the valley of Sedem. Uh, that is the salt sea, uh, which that is the dead sea. Now, uh, the kings from verse two serve Chedorlaomer, uh, but now they have stopped. And we see in verse four, it says 12 years they had served Chedorlaomer, but the 13th year they rebelled. And we see uh, whom Chedorlaomer and the other kings defeated. As we read verses, notice verses five and six. And in the 14th of the year, Chedorlaomer and the kings that were with him came and defeated uh, uh, Rethma, uh, Rethim in the Ashtaroth Karnim and the Zoim in Ham and Emin in Shevelah, uh, Karotha Daim and the Horites in their Mount Shire as far as Alparan, which is by the wilderness. Uh, now, I had a hard time finding these lands, but Astaroth is uh, in modern day Syria. So at least I got that one. OK, now uh, the kings conquered another land in verse seven. Then they turned back and came to in Meshfath, which is Kadesh and conquered all the country of the Amalekites and also the Amorites who lived in Hezaron Tamar. Uh, Sodom, Gomorrah, Adai, Zobaim, and Zoar came out for battle uh, in verses 8 and 9. Uh, and it shows that it says that the kings of Sodom and the king of Gomorrah and the king of Adai and the king of Zeboim and the king of Bela came out. They are uh, arrayed for battle against them in the valleys of Saddam. So we see that they are now getting ready to come out for battle. Now, uh, the land traps Sodom and Gomorrah. Verse 10 says, now the valley of Saddam was covered with tar pits and the kings of Solomon and Gomorrah fled and they fell into them. But those who survived fled to the hill country. Now Sodom and Gomorrah gets raided in verse 11. Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food supplies and departed. And this is what happens when war uh, happens. You go in and you take the resources. Okay, now we see Lot gets taken with his belongings as well. Notice verse 12. They also took Lot, Abram's nephew, and his possessions and departed for he was living in Sodom. Now remember, uh, Lot has uh, lots of riches, so it is uh, probably why they took him alive. There was probably something about Lot that separated him from the other people, probably the way he was dressed to let them know that this is some man of high stature. Now, uh, we see that Abram is alerted about his nephew. Notice verse 13. Then a fugitive came and told Abram, the Hebrew. Now, he was living by the Oaks of Moriah, the Amorite, 
brother of Eshcol and brother of Anar, and these were allies with Abram. Now, this is the first time we see the word Hebrew when it says Abram the Hebrew, which is Hebrew word 5680, which means one from beyond or people from across the water. This is how Abram was recognized. Now, Abram goes after his nephew, verse 14. When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he led out his trained men born in his house, 318 and went in pursuit as far as Dan. To the best of my knowledge, Abram uh, has not seen Lot since their separation in Genesis 13 verses 8 and 9. But no matter, he loves his nephew and he's going to save him. Uh, it says Abram went as far as Dan. I calculate that to be some 140 miles north that they travel. Then Abram rallies the troops. Verse 15 says, and he divided his forces against them by night, he and his servants, and defeated them and pursued them as far as Habah, which is north of Damascus. Then Abram, we see Abram and his men are successful in verse 16. And he brought back all the goods and also brought back his relative lot with his possessions and also the women and the people. So now Abram goes in, his troops defeat the people, and now Abram takes the goods. Okay, then we get to verse 17 and we see that the king of Sodom greets Abram. Then after his return from the defeat of Chedorlaomer and the kings who were with him, the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Shavah, that is the king's valley. Then the king, now we see that the king of Salem, Melchizedek, gives Abram bread and wine. Notice verse 18, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. Now he was priest of God most high the word God here is not Elohim but El Elyon which means God most high Melchizedek now blesses Abraham we see in verse 19 and he blessed him and said blessed be Abram of God most high possessor of heaven and earth now after Abram is done being blessed by Melchizedek he gives him a tenth notice verse 20 and he blessed I'm sorry. And uh, blessed be God most high who delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tenth of all. Uh, now, there has been uh, some confusion about Abram, uh, about what Abram gave Melchizedek. But let's look at uh, let's go to the New Testament and turn to Hebrews chapter seven. All right. So let's turn New Testament book of Hebrews. Here we go. Hebrews 7 and verse 4. And it reads, Now observe how great this man was to whom Abram, the patriarch, gave a tenth of the choice spoils. Back to Genesis. Now, as we see, Abram did not give anything of his own possessions, but the spoils of war. It is amazing how people still try and equate this to tithing. But it clearly says that he gave Melchizedek what? A, the spoils of war. Okay, now we see that Melchizedek, uh, now we see what Melchizedek asked for in verse 21. He says, and the king of Sodom said to Abram, give the people to me and take the goods for yourself. Now, uh, I do not see him asking for money, but the people that Abram had captured. 
Now, Abram responds to the request in verse 22. Excuse me. Abram says, to the, Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have sworn to the Lord God, most high possessor of heaven and earth. Now, Abram uh, is responding to the uh, to Melchizedek asking for something. Now, notice the name Abram uses Jehovah El Elyon. In the Hebrew, it reads Jehovah, the God most high. Uh, the article was put before God, meaning the God. OK, uh, then Abram sets the record straight in verse 23, where he says, and uh, I will go back a little bit from verse 22 and read it through. I have sworn to the Lord God, most high possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not take a thread or a sandal thong or anything that is yours, lest you should say I have made Abram rich. Abram will give uh, no chance for someone other than the Lord to say they blessed him. Notice that he will give no chance. So he will not allow uh he will not allow for Melchizedek basically to let him have the goods. And then when someone down the road mentions Abram's wealth and how blessed he is for Melchizedek to be able to take any credit for himself to say, well, you know, that was because of me. Abram says, no, I will give no chance. Only the Lord will be able to say he blessed me. And Abram says what he will and what he will not take. As we close verse 24, I will take nothing except what the young men have eaten and a share of the men who went with me, Anar, Ashkar, and Marah, let them take their share. So Abram dictates to Melchizedek what he will and will not take. That brings us to the end of Genesis uh, 14. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, when we uh, are together next time, we will uh, pick up uh, Genesis 15, where Abram has promised a son. Thanks again. God bless. People get ready as a train.